0: According to the internet, only dogs, babies, and young children suffer from separation anxiety, but that's just not true. Teens and even adults can suffer from this as well. Hi, I'm Mallory Grimsey. I am a teen therapist, and I am here to help you improve your mental health. If that is something that you're into, please be sure to hit that subscribe button and turn on that bell notification. That way you're notified every single time that I post a new video. So, separation anxiety. Let's talk about it for a moment. Separation anxiety is a legitimate actual mental health diagnosis. It's typically applied to young children who have an extremely difficult time separating from their primary adult caregiver, usually a parent. But oftentimes, separation anxiety can continue and affect us even as teenagers and adults. This video was actually inspired by viewers like you, who requested a video about how to deal with separation anxiety when you're not a dog. There's an overwhelming amount of videos on how to help your dog cope, but not teenagers and adults. So you asked, You got it. Separation anxiety is often heightened by the idea that if I am not actually with the person that I care about and love, that perhaps they will either forget about me or I'll forget about them. Or what if something happens and I can't be there with them? So one of the things that we can do is to use what's called a transitional object. So transitional objects are items, that we can tangibly and physically hold and carry with us that take the place of the actual person or relationship. So if we are worried about being separated from our mom, for example, we might have a friendship bracelet that each of us wears, or perhaps we have a photo of her that we carry around. We use transitional objects all the time for shorthand remembrance and recognition of lots of things and people that are important to us. Have you ever noticed that sometimes your anxiety can just grow and grow and grow the more that you think about it? It's like our thoughts work us up. They just keep us going. So one way that you can stop that anxiety thought train is to use A strategy that's called cognitive dissonance so cognitive dissonance is the idea of creating some separation from our thinking thoughts so you can do this in a few different ways you can say the thought again but in a funny voice or in an accent You can also imagine that these thoughts are being placed on leaves and floating down a stream far away. And if they happen to pop up again, you can place them on another leaf and let it float away down the stream. One thing that I know a lot of people struggle with when they're first starting to tackle their separation anxiety, they try to complete everything and overcome all their barriers and obstacles in one giant step. I do not advise that. (laughs) First of all, that's really overwhelming. It's kind of a setup for failure. It's asking you to take this big issue and just solve it in one little job. And that's just not what you can do. So instead, we really recommend exposing yourself little by little to different elements of whatever is causing you anxiety. Let's say that you're somebody who has a parent who is sick and in and out of the hospital a lot. It is totally normal that you would be worried about their health, well-being, and safety. For some reason, we have this sort of magical thinking that if we're present, somehow we'll be able to save the day. Uh, that. May be true, but in these instances, it's pretty unlikely. One thing that you can do to build up your trust in being able to be separated from that parent is by taking small steps and exposing yourself to being away for longer periods of time. So you can do this by establishing a check-in process. Now for some of you, you may need to check in every 15 minutes to start, that's okay. Others, maybe it's a once a day check-in, I don't know see what feels right and good for you. Another idea that you might have is let's say that you are going to dance class and typically your parent would be able to sit in the room with you. Now, due to the impact of COVID-19, we know that a lot of these things that used to be okay aren't okay anymore. So, if they have a really strong policy at your dance studio that they're not willing to flex on that. Perhaps one thing that you could try is having your parent wait outside the room, and then once you get comfortable with that, have them wait out in the car. Once they're good with that, maybe they go down to the coffee shop down the street, and you just take it one step at a time. Now there will be times where you're good to go, and you can take it a little bit further, and there may be other times when there's bumps. In the road, that you might have to take a few steps back. That's totally okay. Progress tends to be spiral, not linear. So don't worry if you feel like you need them back outside the door after they were hanging out at home for dance class. Totally fine. Totally normal. And when it comes to struggling with things like separation anxiety, it's so important to be able to talk about the way that you're feeling with other people. Now, I know how difficult and hard that can be, which is why I created a free downloadable cheat sheet, and it's all about my 10 therapist approved tips for talking about your feelings. So if that is something that you're interested in, go ahead and click the link in the description now and you'll get your sent free to your inbox. And if you're still struggling with anxious and automatic negative thoughts, make sure you watch the video that's on your screen right here where I'm sharing seven different DBT coping skills to help you crush those ants. If you found the information in this video helpful, please be sure to share it because you never know who you could be helping in the process. Thanks for watching.